everyone, welcome back to Mom, Get Your Shit Together. It's me. Guess what? I'm in New York. Um, let me tell you a couple things about me physically. A lot of fucking walking here. I forgot. <laughs> uh, I straight up, like, think throughout my butt. Um, I have, like, a weird cramp in my ass, and also my ankle hurts um, from walking. <laughs> I lived here for 10 fucking years, and I'm like, oh, my God, walking. Because um, L.A. has ruined me in every way possible uh but it's so beautiful and i'm so excited to be here and i'm so excited to do the show from new york and to welcome my lovely guest this gal and i knew each other we've known each other forever i mean for a very long time yeah for fucking ever yes um she and i used to run a stand-up show together um on the lower east side what was it called? Comedy School Dropout. Comedy School Dropout. And it still at, lives. At the beauty Mon- bar. Oh, who's running it? But it's it? monthly now. Oh. You Are know. you doing it? Me, Kendra Cunningham, and Leah Bonema. Holy shit. Yeah. <gasps> but it's like, yeah, it's monthly is a whole other... It's a whole much other. Easier, easier situation yeah. <laughs> than what we did. Yeah. Which congratulations to us for for doing that. That was hard. Yeah. Um this is Nagin Farsad, you guys. She is a writer, a director, an actor, a stand-up, a podcaster. What um uh what am I missing? No, uh I've dabbled in mime, but we don't need to get <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> She's cl- lots of math. I was in work. high school. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hi. Hi, hello. Oh, I'm so happy to see I you. I know, it's been so long. It's been fucking forever. Uh, so Nagin has both, a- We both, since we had that show yes. in our in our breezy single days, mm-hmm. and then you got married. Got married. Um, by the way, there's like this interesting uh, trend that everyone who has run that show, Comedy School Dropout, yeah. gets married. So oh. the show is um, a marriage driver, is what I've dis- <laughs> discovered. It makes you get it married. It makes you get married. So essentially, if you want to get married, come produce, <laughs> produce the show. Produce the show. Um, yeah, and uh, we're and then it's, it's funny. Like it's so interesting to to see people through these different shifts in their lives. You yes. know what I mean? Because we both went, you know, from being breezy single gals oh. to like married gals to like mom gals. Fucking moms now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nagin has a five-month-old baby. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, she is so goddamn cute. Oh, thank you. She's <laughs> the cutest baby. Um, yeah. yeah, and like I... How is it raising a baby in the city? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, there's like a huge, so we have like a part-time nanny situation, Mm -hmm. which is funny because the word nanny, I think in most of the America has like this, like you're horribly wealthy connotation, but in New York kind of everybody (laughs) Like, it doesn't mean you're horribly wealthy. It just means you live in New York City and, like, need childcare because... And in this country, the idea that, like, we haven't put any resources... You've probably covered this with every guest, but it's just I want to reiterate how ridiculous it is is that we have no governmental support for babies from, like, zero to four. I mean, there's universal pre-K now in New York City, which I think starts (gasps) at, I don't know, three or four. I don't know what age that starts. So that's exciting. Universal pre-K in New York City. City, a progressive uh, mayor got that done. Uh, he's actually also running for president, Bill de Blasio. But um, he, is? he is indeed. He is number 23 
you guys, of people running for president yeah. on the Democratic <laughs> ticket is ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> you know, that. I think, like, I think it's insane that we don't have, you know, we just think of babies as, like, self-cleaning ovens. And then just, like, but also, right. go have a career. You know, the, you have a baby and have a career and have no institutional support Wow. Oh, yeah. How do we let this happen? How have we let this go on for decades? It's crazy balls. Yeah. So anyways, that I think is the thing that I found the most daunting because mm. especially when you're like freelance, you know, like the the baby was born. My husband had to go to Morocco to shoot a television show. Um, all these are like weird words that make it seem like we're fabulous. We're like not. We're very much. I'm a working comic. He, he's a working actor. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, oh, yeah. You fucking hustle. Hustle. I mean, since when I met you, mm. I think we were in Edinburgh. Yes? Yeah. 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 First time I ever in met Scotland. you, we were in Edinburgh in 2010. Yes. Jesus. Oh, no. It's almost a decade. Oh, God. I'm so fucking. <laughs> I want to kill myself. I'm so old. <laughs> um, and yeah, like. That's a fucking, you were running two shows. I was running two shows. You were hustling your ass off. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, we both come back here and then it's like every day hitting the fucking, you're in the world. I it's try. A lot. Yeah, you're doing, I mean, you're killing it. No, I mean, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think when you're, and I don't know what, if you had, like, you know, it, it sounds like you had a similar experience where you're just like, just because I had a baby doesn't mean I have I have to stop hustling a but also b I can I can't I can't really it's can't. just not the way the economics of this situation work no. you know the economics of this business uh, when you where you're the product right. right yeah is about then going out there and continuing to be the product so like my downtime was really minimal I didn't really take a maternity leave. Of course it's you didn't. Who's giving me maternity leave? Who's going to you know? pay you out? <laughs> right, exactly. Everything I do is basically freelance. So I think I I applied for like that 10 week, whatever it is. Uh-huh, yeah. I got $70 a week. So right. I'm like, this is very not helpful. Very Thank not you. helpful. Yeah. So and doesn't. so like, I, um, yeah, so I had this very brief time and then I was just out there again and the yeah. the interesting thing about being out there again I think in the early days so like that pilot season was really busy and I hadn't like I said my husband was away for almost two months and so it was just me single momming which don't know how single mom single mom oh my god god bless you wow you deserve fucking everything I mean it's Think so about that all the time. difficult. Yeah. It's radically difficult. Ugh, um, so the hard. simplest things that you take for granted, like taking a shower or whatever, just like don't get to happen. You know what I mean? When yeah. you're, um, when you don't have a partner, any kind of partner um, or village, you know, that's the other thing is like, oh, I mean, if this was 50 years ago and we were in <laughs> Iran, right? Right. Because I'm Iranian. Um, we would have been living in a house with a bunch of, moms and aunts and uncles and grandparents and you would just be like I gotta go take this baby you know and they'd be like okay cool so like you not all of the pressure is on you yeah well because I don't live in that kind of structure anymore and because I have more rights (laughs) yeah 
Right. <laughs> I'm like, I think we're being punished for the rights we shot anyway. Something like that. I mean. Um, yeah. Like, or like, you know, the government institutions are like catching up to rights that we now might have. Um, you know, it's, it's a, you know, a weird situation. They're catching on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're catching on. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think like um, that's uh been the most frustrating and I think in the early days I was actually like just hormonally felt okay Mm -hmm. weirdly Mm -hmm. and I feel worse now (laughs) sure so I almost am like can I take a maternity leave that no one is paying for now like because I I'm so like I'm just so much more tired or like achy and weird and everything's off and I guess like the other thing is like nobody tells you how off you're gonna feel yeah postpartum right I you know I'm so glad you are bringing that up because I so a friend of mine um uh is actually they're in the process of adopting Uh um and she was asking about like what's it actually what what's it like to carry a baby and what are the and I'm like well the Changes, people don't talk about like what really fucking happens to your body. And people don't talk about like the after effects. And because, you know, post, I suffered from postpartum depression 10 and a half months after. Right. And so that's a thing no one talks about that you can have it up to 18 months. Like, so it's important, I think, now as. Uh, as mothers that we're like listen here's some real shit like it's it's wonderful and magical and the best but also probably your butthole's gonna be like a landmine forever now or and- just like <laughs> you're you're gonna have joint pain like an yeah. 80 year old woman I, for a while and like what and no and it's so weird how nobody talks about it I don't yeah. understand like how so many things were have been such a surprise I mean I was like that too yeah I couldn't believe it I'm like oh Oh, did you have lightning crotch? I did not have that. In yeah, that did. I heard that about that from a lot of people. Yeah, I had that with my son, not with my daughter. But weird. Also, I was like, why one and not the other? Also I strange. know it's yeah. so, and I gained so much more weight with my daughter. Um, but and my son, I didn't gain that much more weight. But then I also like didn't lose motherfucking Right. So who cares? It all evens out in the end. But yes, my vagina is being electrocuted every seven steps or whatever. And I'm like, this is bullshit. It's uh, the indignities never end. <laughs> because the other crazy thing is, like, when you want to um, lose weight, your milk supply goes down. Right. And you don't want your milk supply to go down. You're So you're caught in this vicious cycle right. of hating your body. Yes. And also needing to stay a little fat. Yes. To do the thing. And also, you know, I know we should love our bodies and we're not fat. <laughs> but like... Actually, a producer for shows doesn't care no, that they don't care. I'm postpartum and like, you know what I mean? That's yes. just not in their calculations. They're just like, that bitch does not look right, you know, and we're not going to cast her or whatever. Right. And it's really fucking upsetting when you yeah. realize that like that is the real shit. I mean, I'm sure that's going. I'm, of course, like, I don't know, but like, right. I'm sure that stuff is going on. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I, you know, and I'd also think like at the same time, uh, it's funny, like I've been invited to do like mom shows. I was going to ask you. Like so- this podcast for example. Yes, indeed. Yes. And it's funny because my reaction to that, and I don't know what feelings you had after the first, after the first one when these things started happening, but I was just like, 
You guys, I'm not a fucking mom, okay? I'm like someone's mother, but I'm not a fucking mom. Right. Um, you know, like, and like, I'm like, I'm a mom who still fucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like, I will take that dick, you know? And like, I am so uncomfortable with the like connotation of the mom of designation. And so... Um, that's a whole personal identity minefield, uh, that I feel like I've been navigating. It's really tough and it's like, but I'm sitting out to kind of like redefine what that means because the thing is, is that like we're women who are professional and fucking comedians and been doing this forever who also happen to have children. Right. And so it's very important. And, you know, like, I feel like I didn't really figure out, like, what my funny was until I had my Ooh. kids, you know? Till I was like, look at what a shit show my life is, yeah. you know? Because, <laughs> yeah. guys, it's a mess. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, like, are you doing a lot of, like, stand-up where you're talking about your baby? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had a harrowing delivery story. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been wrapping that into the stand-up, which is fun and traumatizing for audiences everywhere. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and you know, she's like at that age where she started smiling. I think like once she's like doing more stuff. Yeah. Um, there's going to be more right now. It's more just like observational about me. Of uh, course. And the, you know, in my uh, relationship with motherhood, um, I think eventually it'll be more about like, yo, this baby did some crazy shit, you know, and totally. that'll be an interesting era, I think. There will be things that your kid's going to do that's going to shock you and disgust you to the point where you're like, <laughs> you're lucky I fucking love you. Right, right. You nasty. Right, right, right. My daughter would just like, shit all over the place like and she would she just refused to poop in the potty now she's like totally down to clown but for the longest time I've talked about this before on the podcast for the longest time she would be shitting in her pants and I knew that she was doing it because she would just have this like long like long stare right right and I would go Bubba do you have to go poop and then she would just put her finger up to her lips and go shh (laughs) like a fucking serial killer so I was like cool 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 yeah that's hilarious so you're gonna get yeah there's gonna be all of that yeah yeah I mean I'm just I'm I'm afraid for the moment the poop turns over from like the yellow mustard to like (gasps) oh you're still in the yellow mustard stage where it doesn't seem that bad it's not that bad no is it just my my three and a half year old poops like a longshoreman like I don't understand it's like a grown man's shit and it's and she'll be like mommy like she shows she wants to show me every time right right. it's exciting because my reaction is I am blown I'm like how are you still a fully formed person those are all of your insides that's hilarious also jealous of that metabolism come on everybody (laughs) am I right um yeah she's killing her her shit cycle right now I'm very proud of her uh just one of the many things um but yeah so I'm I'm you're in it you're doing it yeah I'm doing doing it it. and um, I, you know, and I think it's also made me more politically, um, attuned to what the issue has, issues have been mm-hmm. for families. I feel like I've always been politically progressive and, you know, absolutely, and an activist and, and, you know, and I've like 
fought for things, but I've sort of fought for things like without feeling them entirely. Like I've been like, right. oh, rationally, I understand that you should do X or Y. You know, right. rationally, I understand that you should um, support, you know, universal pre-K. But like I didn't understand what that meant. Of course, yeah. You know, fully. And now I know paying, because we're paying for, you know, the, the babysitter, uh, how deeply expensive it is, but also how deeply necessary it is because I re- truly can't have a job without a career. I can't have a career unless a separate person is mm. like taking care of this baby. Absolutely. You know, during uh, certain hours of the week. And that's just the truth. And so like, I think, you know, I also think I uh, don't, I you know, I also think what's interesting is like, the first thing I went and did a, a like a talking head type thing mm-hmm. um, and went into the studio and I ran into another mom who was there with her baby and her husband. Yeah. And her baby was a few months older than mine or something. And I was like, oh my God, look at you. Look at this baby. Ah, congrats, et cetera. And I knew her. I had, had <laughs> known her before. And she was just like, oh my God, I like, I have to bring him everywhere because I can't stand being away from him. And I was like, oh, and I just lied. Like, oh yeah, totally. Me I feel too. the same. And then I was like, <laughs> Fuck, I love being away from my baby. Of course you, you know do. I mean? It's hard. <laughs> like, I can't be with her all the time. I'd go nuts. And then I was like, and you know, she didn't wasn't trying to shame me or anything. Of course. But she just That's probably just her thought truth. everybody, you know, she probably just thought hormonally every woman feels exactly this way of like, I can't be away from my baby. And right. like, here I am like one month in and I'm like, I can fully be away from my baby for like a good handful of hours, you know? <laughs> like it's totally cool you know Absolutely. um yeah, that's, yeah i mean i think that that's and that's also like a constant thing where the mom guilt where you're like oh should i be feeling a certain way or should i and yeah no like and no you feel ever you feel how you feel mm-hmm. and um that's another thing like i'm always talking about like for instance my friends who are adopting they're like we feel so guilty because like we are purposefully setting out to adopt we're not trying to have a kid yeah and we're in this group where it's like the mothers are trying and can't and so that's why they're going a different route yeah and so they said they feel guilty and I was like you know I just if I can um give you permission to uh say you know fuck that you are doing what you are doing and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and yeah. you don't need to explain or it's none of their business and you know, you're. It's okay. What you're doing is yeah. wonderful. So I mean, it's just gonna. You know, it should just continue. So well, and I think you know, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, I think all of it is also about like bringing baby shit more into bringing. For some reason, we've like bifurcated the American population so that we're like there's people that have kids and then there's people that don't have kids and like right. we sort of like build the national discourse around. Um, one or the other and for some reason we don't integrate them and like it's like my kid is everybody's problem you know what I yeah. mean it's not just, <laughs> yeah. you know and I, yes. it, it's like this is a t- it, it takes a village literally does and yeah. so like who like neighbors be with you're with me now you know what I mean and um, and we need to stop kind of like shielding all ourselves from like each other's children Yes, yes. Or apologizing for having children. Like if we're on a plane and our baby cries. Right, or apologizing for having children, you know, that you need to ask for refrigeration on a set because you're pumping, you know, or stuff like that, which I've done. And I've I've pumped in the craziest locations. Yeah, me too, yeah. And, uh, you know, like I've had to, and the other thing is like, 
I have had to, I, you know, one of my earlier, I had to go away. I had to go to Indianapolis for something and couldn't figure out any childcare here. I had to take the baby with me and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, and I was just like, when we're going to do this, listen, guys, I'm bringing this baby. Uh, <laughs> grab me a couple of strangers to watch her in the audience while I'm on stage. Right. Like, let's just, everybody is going to work this out for me now. And yeah. like, sort of being really unapologetic about it. Good. And just like, you, and I think we're in a weird generation because. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's people like Ellen DeGeneres and whatever that had kids, but like they're they're older and they're um they were wealthy and all of that stuff. We're like working comics with kids, and it's like I think a lot of comedians in the generation immediately before us maybe like didn't have kids. You know what I mean? For reasons that it is unbelievably difficult <laughs> to be in this industry and have a kid. You know. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's great. That's fantastic. So we're doing it, and it feels a little bit like we're guinea pigs in in helping like this business figure it out. Right, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we're just refusing to not. Um, I think. I mean, it's it's actually it's a it's a really wonderful time to like that we're like banding together as women in the industry because in LA, um, and I should explain the reason why I'm here is because my husband was like you need a break. Mm-hmm. You get to go and do this thing for like five days and be like in our old city and, yeah, and without the kids. Yeah. And and it's really amazing. Yeah. Like, I miss my baby so much, but I'm also like, I'm drinking a martini yeah. and let's do. <laughs> like, I love it, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's good. Like, I feel like my old self, um, like minus, you know, my weird nipples. Because um, <laughs> those used to be not so weird but um but yeah no it is it's true it's like we're in a weird uh it's a weird time it's a weird time because we are like teaching people like you know that this is fucking normal right like right we shouldn't we're be we're not a fringe like the reason the human race exists is because this yeah. part happens right like it's not a fringe problem yeah yeah absolutely and yeah. i think you know I've, I've been also really remarkably pleased by some of people some people's reactions you know I shot a thing and they were talking to me about the shoot schedule and I was like hey is there any way you could shift this or that or whatever yeah because I have to pay for a babysitter and the way you've set it up makes it more costly for me and even just me mentioning that they were like we will pay for your babysitter yes which of course like great you know amazing and I didn't even think it's not like I was get trying to get them to pay for the babysitter. I was just mentioning it as like, hey, these are my limitations, whatever. Right. And they offered it. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Like, yeah. what if we lived in a world where they actually thought about that? Right. You know? And But I, I think a lot of time we're, we're afraid to ask. We're afraid to ask. Because we don't want to seem like a problem. Completely. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I just got an offer, a speaking engagement in wherever, Kentucky or something. And... I didn't even think about this. My agents thought to ask, will you pay for a second plane ticket so she can bring a spouse or someone to help her travel with the baby? Right. And I was like, oh, literally, I didn't think of that. My agents thought to to get that for me on my behalf. Good. What awesome agents. No, I know, right? You got your back. That's really great. So great. And like, it didn't occur to me, but like, wow. And so I think... um, 
there are and they did it they agreed right yeah. so like there are these there are people that are willing and I think a lot of times you're also dealing with parents on the other end right. and you're dealing with parents on the other end they were like it was so hard when I did this in the 70s or whatever right. uh, I like yes let's absolutely not make this more difficult than it needs to be you yeah. know I am so, so, so excited to talk about my newest sponsor, FabFitFun. If you don't know about FabFitFun, you guys, where have you been? It is amazing. It's a women's seasonal subscription box, and it has lifestyle, beauty, tech products. Basically, you get this amazing box on your doorstep four times a year that has always, always has over $200 worth of product in there. And um, it's only $49.99 per box. It is amazing. I can't tell you. I mean, my kids and my husband will attest to this. Every time I get that box on my doorstep, I pick it up, squeal, jump up and down, clap my hands, and then dig through. And that is just what I'm doing for like hours. Uh, You get full-sized premium products in every single box. And again, every box it's worth over $200 per. So it's a fantastic value. Not only that, you get to customize the boxes to really suit what you are into, which is amazing. This is self-care at its finest, baby. Um, so right now for my listeners of Mom Get Your Shit Together, you get a little discount if you go to www fabbitfun.com and type in the word together in the coupon code box. You're going to get 10 bucks off your first box. Guys, that is $39.99 for your first box. And luckily, the 2019 um, fall box is on presale now, so you can get right on in. So again, www.fabbitfun.com code together for 10 bucks off your first box. You need to go do this right now. You will love it. Self-care, faux life, bad bit fun. I love you. Well, I have to say, you are, first of all, something you should know about Nagin is Nagin always, always looked like so fucking great. Like she'd come to our <laughs> show and like the cutest fucking outfits, best glasses, so cute and you are that now oh like my God, you don't you. look like you have a bit not like there's a way you right, should like right, but that's right. the whole point of this goddamn podcast but um <laughs> but like you know i mean you look amazing thank you um you look like your old self which is great oh my God, thank you uh, I, honestly you even look like i feel like you look like younger even look, get out of here yeah that's interesting i mean always oh, a very youthful glow but yeah you look like very, <laughs> i mean like even like younger now it's like this baby's really doing your doing your right Hilarious. motherhood is working for you so um so let's get into like that well, shit yeah, well, yeah yeah jump into it let's so do it how, what are you like how first of all how have your beauty like routines changed and like, what is your morning like now that you mm-hmm. have this kid? Like, you mentioned the showering thing. Like, when I, I have to say, like, I was like, I'm not, I know a lot of moms who are like, I didn't shower for like six weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I showered every day. Yeah. Um, Because I can't not, I feel disgusted. Like, right now, you guys, I'm so fucking sweaty. Yeah. Just standing in the city. <laughs> and it's crazy because, I mean, I've talked about like, what a big fucking sweaty person I am anyway. But walking, I'm like, oh my God. Now I remember I had like when I lived here, I had like 50 pairs of underwear in my bag at all times. Are you serious? Oh, my God. I used to just like 
have to change my underwear because yeah. I'm so sweaty and gross. Yeah. So, um, so tell me about like now, like what has changed for you in terms of like when you need to get ready in the morning, like, is there anything in particular that like you've added or taken away from your, so, okay. So one thing that's like, okay, in the morning, um, I think that I, because you know, you mentioned that I look kind of put together or whatever. I used to look put together. And that's kind of like what makes me feel normal. Uh, you know? Yep, yes. I don't, I'm not one of those people, like I, I'm not comfortable like looking like I'm going to the gym or whatever. I yeah. can't just, I can't do that. <laughs> that's not you know? who you are, yes. And um, and so like one of the, I, I went and I bought, um, I have this Laura Mercier foundation, mm-hmm. which has been critical in maintaining um, a face. Yeah. And <laughs> which I think is like half of what makes like my face look okay. And, um, and um, I, 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 uh, that's important um, to me. I mean, I, yeah, I also like, I couldn't be one of those people that didn't shower. Like I couldn't, I would pay a babysitter an extra hour so that I could do those things. And because I was like, what do I, what makes sense for me? Does it make sense for me to just feel fucking miserable? Yes. But save this money or whatever, or, you know, or just spend this money and like, actually be able to attack the day you know yes actually be able to attack my life and um and so I feel so I would do that I would you know have the um the babysitter come early or whatever so that I could just be like I'm taking an hour to like get ready it makes me feel a thousand times better I'm, I'm a better mom if I can just get ready and that's like the the shower picking out an outfit like I'm serious about my clothes which is like a sad subject for me right now because 80 percent of my clothes don't fit me because I'm still dealing with postpartum weight gain and whatever right um but like yeah it's like that's like a routine for me that I feel like I I that for me to be my most naginiest <laughs> I had to maintain and I recommend the Laura Mercier I recommend from like your straight up Walgreens's or whatever, the um, soap and glory um, blush because it's got like a bit of a sh- shine, so it just makes you look less tired. Yeah. And then I got I went and got an under eye concealer thing because I like I think part of what happens too when you're postpartum is like you're making all this milk, but even if you're not, your body's going through so much garbage, like you're just dehydrated. And I have such a hydration issue, like right now, like my eyes hurt from being dehydrated. They're, you know, everything is like messed up. Yeah. And so I needed more like a moisturizing concealer um, to like make my under eyes look less tired or whatever and like yes. that those things were critical um are you drinking are you back I'm to- drinking a lot of no I you know what you I alcohol? had to like stop drinking alcohol because I get migraines oh no so I stopped drinking alcohol a few years ago and you know and I wasn't a huge drinker anyway by that point like my drinking days were kind of like the few years after college were really heavy drinking years and I 
appreciate them greatly. Yeah. Every blackout has a net, you know, a wreath on it in memory. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, but I do. It's funny because I have to do a show tomorrow. Um, another podcast actually at UCB where you have to be drunk. Or, oh. or stoned. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and I will part. I will be stoned. Mm-hmm. And so I have started being stoned again. Not yes. like again. I'm a terrible substance abuser because I kind of don't even <laughs> remember to abuse a substance. You right. know what I mean? Like I'm and I'm so moderate about it, whichever, which is fine. I just I'm saying I'd be a terrible drug addict. Um, and I because like after I remember going through a really tough breakup, and I really wanted to become a pot user because people were like oh it'll totally help get your mind off of that yeah stop crying because I was like crying so heavily yeah and this is actually you knew me during this period and um, I do I think yes do I you remember, remember this, this period I remember yeah. you being like I'm smoking pot now yeah <laughs> and I was like going on YouTube like looking at like how do you roll a joint like I was trying to be the best pot smoker you were smoker. like educating yourself in the process yeah, that's really good like I really wanted to do it well but then it's like I would set reminders in my phone like do marijuana you know what I mean and I would just like I'd be like oh not now I'm too busy you know what I mean like I was just too I couldn't get into it um so now but like I talked to my doctor and they were like you can totally do marijuana like in moderation and still breastfeed like it's kind of like having a having like wine or whatever and still breastfeeding like it's not a big deal right um and so I was like but you know consult your own doctors um (laughs) but yeah so I was doing that yeah and um I've like done it like twice and uh you know tomorrow will be number two and I'm really excited uh to be in public and doing that that's great that'll be really fun yeah and weed is not some california like you can walk into a store and yeah. there are experts who are like what kind of a high are you going right for? right right and i'm right. like you're so good at your job yeah um but they don't that's not a thing here yet right not yet i mean it's gonna be soon enough they're passing legislation right um but like and right now there's well funny thing is another part of this like postpartum shit that like nobody talks about is the is, is the joy pain and like mm. my like knees and my legs and my ankles are ugh, there's so much like random pain and it's really frustrating and one of the things that I've yeah. another postpartum like trick that I feel like I've been using is this CBD cream to like help calm down some of the the pain just right. to like, help soothe some some of the pain and you know it's like moderately effective it's not like gonna take it away completely but I feel like it does take the the like harshness of some of the pain away and um so I recommend that yeah CBD is amazing yeah it like calms shit down like and again fear like I need to work I need to be on top of things I can't be stoned like it's great because you can take it and it's you know and then if it's topical it's especially like not getting into your oh no breast milk so like that's great yeah yeah um I have not uh talked to my doctor about I mean I'm not breastfeeding anymore anyway yeah um but uh, I have not, I didn't, I did not talk to them about that. 
<laughs> well, it's fine. I mean, it's so funny because it's like um, in America, like, oh, yeah, you can definitely, you know, have some, um, you know, have a, a couple of glasses of wine with dinner. Right. And that's fine for postpartum. And if you're in Europe, you can have eight glasses of wine and that's fine. You know what I mean? It's like depending on what country you are. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what makes your. But I, yeah, I think we're all together too, like, ridiculous and scared of those things. And we all need to calm down. Like, I agree. You know, I'm, my dad is a surgeon. Again, I'm not, he's not telling me these, but he's just like, in general, Americans are so ridiculous about what they think is going <laughs> to, you know, because during my pregnancy, I thought anything, if I looked at a strawberry the wrong way, I was going to like hurt my baby. You of know course. what I mean? Well, because like, we're told to be fucking terrified. Terrified. And yeah. he was just like, what? And my mom was like, oh, do you want a beer? Like with like, we'd go out to dinner or something. She's like, oh, should we order some beers? And I'm like, what? I'm pregnant, <laughs> lady. And she's like, oh, I had so many beers with you. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, my mom too. My mom was like, I think actually my mom was like, I kind of quit drink. I kind of quit drinking. <laughs> she was like, I didn't drink really at all. Like, you know, like some, like, uh, not uncommon to be like, have beers yeah, or yeah. have wine or whatever. My mom was like, yeah, no, it's like, it kind of made me not feel well. But she did tell me a story about when, because I was born in. Yeah, um, I didn't drink at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't. But I don't. But also, like, I craved it sometimes. Yeah. Just the flavor. And then it was still, like, made me not feel well. Yeah. 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 She was like, I just, it just made me too tired. But she did tell me a story because I was born in Boston and, like, she, like, I was, like, a week old or two weeks old and she was out with me and she, my mom loves weed, like, loves (laughs) weed, has always been a huge fucking weed fan. And she was like, yeah, I, I found weed. (laughs) Like a bag of pot, and I on the street. Like, I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess you know, nineteen seventy nine slash eighty was a good year to just find street weed. Hilarious. But she, um, yeah, it was like a little tiny baby, and she, <laughs> she like was holding me and like was smoking a joint, <laughs> and I was like, "That's baller. That's, that's fucked up, but good for you." You know, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. When I was pregnant too, she was like, "You can have a beer. You can have a." You know, you can have wine because I found out both with both of my pregnancies uh, while I was holding a vodka in my left hand and peeing <laughs> and sticking my right. So like clearly, yeah, you know, yeah, these yeah. little guys were oh completely a little marinated. Yeah, like you can have <laughs> stuff. It's fine. It is fine. I mean, like don't. Don't smoke crack for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, and also, like, don't be a fucking drunk. Yeah. You know, like, but, like... You don't want the fetal alcohol. You just really want, don't want a couple that. of... Just a couple things, and that's fine. Just, you know. Normal, reasonable stuff. Like, you know. You know what I mean? You know. <laughs> you, know. you know what it is. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of my mom friends, when they were pregnant... Their doctors actually were like, you can take, you can like smoke a little weed uh, to take the nausea away. And they were so grateful for that advice. Yeah. Because like that, did you have really bad um, nausea? I didn't have, it wasn't really bad. It was okay. It was, man, mine was pretty manageable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had weird, you know, I got sick a lot, cold, like my immune system went down. Interesting. Was, yeah, like I had a lot of like. You know, and then I had a lot of weird hip thing. Like, I just had a, a bevy of other strange kind of things. Like, nausea wasn't necessarily my my big deal or yeah. But That's um, good. That's oh, good, though. Can I mention one more product? Uh, please. You can yeah. mention everything, please. There, because 
And I've always had a problem with lip dryness, mm-hmm. uh, like chap lips and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I found the product that fixed it. It's called La Neige, an L-A-N-I-E-G-E. <gasps> I think I have it. Do you? I think I just got like it. lip mask or whatever. Like, I think so. I might even, I can't remember if it. It's like sleep lip mask, I think. Oh, I don't know. It, wait, okay, wait. Is and it? And it's in a little tub. No, oh, nope. It's not that. No, it's not it's that. It's a vein. Okay. okay. All mm. right. No, but you know what? It is the best, especially I was so crazy, like crazy chap lips like I've never had in my life. Also like New York winters or like, you know, living in a dry climate like LA or whatever. Mm. Like you're going to get some chap lips. You're going to be dry. And yeah. so that... Honestly, which the best thing that happened to me. It's That's like Laneige. the number one best thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> then my baby. Then Follow my, my baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, that's... Oh, what a good, what a good one. Yeah, that's a really, really important one. Please, everyone, support this one product. Keep it in business so that I can continue to buy it for the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I've never even heard of it. Available at wherever you get your makeups. And also, please go to the store and don't get it online. Oh, don't go to Amazon? Yeah, I don't believe in that. I believe in it so hard. I know. I know a lot of parents do it. I totally get how convenient it is. I just don't want to kill our like vibrant street retail life of course i really don't want to kill it especially here in the city because it's so wonderful and i can't help but feel like i live in a fucking strip mall that is la like every i mean like la like you're cool whatever but like i have to be honest with you i'm back in the city and i'm like yeah, you can. I mean, there's there's pockets of LA where you can do some walking, but that's what I th- think about all of the places that you like to go, and they're fun to like walk around and get a coffee, and then step into a thing and look at the dress, and then buy step out of a blah. Those places are under attack. I agree with you. Yes, and uh, totally. And I I yes, I've really fallen into the habit of Amazon. And now of Instacart, of having groceries oh, delivered like to me. I don't even know. I mean, I, th- I feel like that's not so much of a New York thing. I mean, I think it exists yeah. here, but like not really. No. Yeah. But yeah, no. And the interesting thing is, I mean, part of that is like, again, we're what we're prizing in the United States is labor hours, not output. So I also think we should be okay with working fewer hours mm-hmm. so that like going to the grocery store isn't the most immense burden of a lifetime. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because there was a time in American history where it wasn't. Like yeah. I don't, my parents, there was, a, you know, who who did, who did both worked um, for a, a while, both of them, and then for a while only one of them. Um, like, it wasn't like a burden of a lifetime to go to the grocery store. Like right. it was just like built into our fabric. It wasn't a big deal. Right. You know, I don't know. I feel like something about parenting right now is that everything is a big deal or that, ne- you know, yeah. I just don't understand. I, or that, And I think part of the reason for that big deal is is because you're expected to work a gajillion hours as opposed to a normal like in, because you can't afford your fucking life if you work like you a normal. Afford, you know, you can't afford your life. You need extra gig. You know, you need to have side hustles, you know, and I get it. I totally it's fucking so get it. But then there's, yeah. there's that like kind of upper middle class, middle class, 
range where you're not you don't actually need to work as many hours you're right. doing it because of some kind of cultural pressure yes so there's like the people you know there's like the definitely the people that need to have multiple jobs and whatever and I feel you and that's fucking miserable and, I and am, I've been there <laughs> and I'm like you know I've written op-eds about this mm-hmm. like we need to like work out what's happening um on the lower end of the wage spectrum okay for sure and then there's the middle class, upper middle class, and, um, and beyond that, like, have a manufactured ridiculous work hours for no reason. Right. We're panicking. We're always in a state of panic. Constantly in a state of panic. Yeah. I hate it so much. I hate it so much, too. And I know what you mean about going to the grocery store. The thing is, now, though, I realize that I go to the grocery store, and I'm not kidding you, every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> so when we move right, family of four like I don't even understand oh yeah. my god plus a dog you know right right so w- when we live like within walking distance of a target I never walk there though don't be crazy <laughs> I drive. um but like I'm at target every day every yeah. day and oh, I, I used to you. love target yeah. I used to be like what a treat and now I'm like oh fuck well the funny thing is I feel like in my postpartum days a little bit of like of like a because the baby falls asleep in the stroller mm. um or she's just like entertained being in a stroller yeah for, you know um going shopping is like a little bit of a vacation it's like, like a little right. micro vacation right and so um i've kind of found like being like ooh, we ran out of shampoo let's go to the store it's yeah. like a it's like a fun trip um right. because i think the other thing is like me you know not being isolated as a mom it's really easy to become isolated absolutely yeah it's hard like and so these little you know and they i think the other thing is you know i have some friends and i don't know their children at all like Mm -hmm. very very good close friends Mm. and i barely know their children right and they've i think they viewed me as like a an escape hatch like for most of our friendship where they're like we specifically don't bring the kids around if Nagin's there it's like we're gonna for pretend like we're gonna be adults we're gonna be adults yeah and I get that I'm and I've been happy to play that role in our friendship right um but now that I have a kid I'm like oh I don't want to like I don't want to do that because I want you to know my kid Right. Yeah. You know, I want the kid to have a, you know, a weird additional family that yeah. consists of you guys, my friends. Right. And so um, I think the other thing is, especially in places like New York and L.A. where we're sort of like, there's people that have kids and there's people who don't and there shall the twain meet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's such an like an ageist and familyist or whatever the fuck that's called. Right. Um, <laughs> like population especially in like in media so I feel like um like forcing them onto friends is also a way of like not be of like reducing that feeling of isolation yes um you know my husband is great about doing that because oh, he great. he's like well his philosophy is like the more adults around means that I can hang out relax yeah. for a minute, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, So he's really, really, really good about going to our friend's house who has, who has a kid, uh, who often have other couples with kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's always really, and I have to say that I have very much folded inside of myself in LA because getting around 
driving is such a piece it's of a shit whole thing yeah um and it's so exhausting yeah. and it's like uh so i i have to admit that i've become like if when my husband would go out of town and I would have the kids by myself for like three days, oh, four wow, days. So it is tough. And I mean, like right now, like I know that he's going through it and he's killing it. And I'm so proud of him. Um, uh, and I know that he's like, he gets it, you yeah. know. But um, when I was, you know, with the kids, I'm like, there's one day at least in that three or four day where I'm like, Uncle TV's raising you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, the funny thing, too, about, I mean, I know, like, I haven't gotten there yet with, like, screens and all that shit. Yeah. And I know it's coming, and I know I don't know what to do. But right. I also know that I was partially raised by a television. Me, too. <laughs> like. We're fine. We're fine. We're killing it. I mean, I, well, I just, I don't. I just I and I so like this uncle TV is a little bit like okay with me am I a horrible monster no you're not I feel the same way I mean look I always say this too it's not like we're showing like they're not watching porn or like (laughs) cops yeah I'm like no they can binge a few episodes of Sesame Street that's exactly it you know exactly so I I get yeah there's altogether too much shaming every think piece needs to quiet themselves yeah. everyone needs to calm the fuck down calm the fuck down you guys everybody every i was just talking to my friends about this yesterday where it's like now everyone and it's not like every individual you do deserve to be seen and heard yeah. and respected however not all the fucking time right and um, can i tell you okay so i have a podcast guys it's called fake the nation mm-hmm. uh it's a, a round table um, political comedy podcast, me and rotating cast of comedians every week. And we were going to have Amy on, but she flew in on the wrong day. Anyways. <laughs> um, and so um, I deal, you know, and it, it like it's a, it's a political podcast, so we deal with all of the issues. So like all of the triggerings and all of that stuff right, happen right, right. on my podcast. Yes. <laughs> and, and again, I'm so sensitive to it. And I'm like, I, again, I'm like, I'm, you know this about me, I'm like a ridiculous progressive. I get it. I fight for it. I do all of the things. Yeah. Well, you're also very, very involved in, you educate yourself on like all the issues. Like it's not like, I mean, I really try. I was a policy advisor, you know what I mean? For Mm. a time in my life, I was like, you know, I went to grad school for public policy. Like I feel all of those things very deeply. Yes. However, I get a lot of emails like, where people are like, love your podcast on this one issue, you seem to suggest that left-handed people are less blah, or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's very... And some of the emails are absolutely spot on, and I appreciate it, and I totally get it. Right. Uh, And I, yeah, and I want to be held accountable, right? Right. And then some of them, I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, you know, who among us hasn't made a joke at the expense of like <laughs> people who knit or whatever? You know I know, exactly. It's like everyone. Too much. Everyone is like playing to a college now. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. Where it's like everyone's so fucking something up. Yeah. And it's totally. it's not fun, guys. No. It's not fun. It's not fun, especially when we're dealing. By and large, with people with good intentions. And people that are, like, very open-minded yeah. and are sensitive and are just normal. Yeah. And here's the thing, guys. If we can't laugh at ourselves and see how ridiculous we all are as people, we're fucking even more doomed than we are no, currently. I know. 
Jagre. Yeah. Jagre hard. Jagre. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that you said that because I feel that way all the fucking all the time. time. No, I always feel like whatever I say on this podcast is the last thing I'll ever say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before I get, get canceled, it's yeah. over. <laughs> totally. Someone said recently on the show, for last season, they said something about uh, Kim Kardashian or Beyonce or something. Yeah. And uh, she was like, well, you're going to get letters on this one. And I did. I got emails. <laughs> and I was like... No, I'm not. I'm not going to respond to that. I'm so sorry. I'm not. Um, so, yeah, everyone's real, real sensitive. Okay, so let's move on to self-care. Let's what is your on. self-care shit? Like, so as I mentioned, like, self-care is anything, right? Um, so uh, what do you do to, like, what do you do that makes you feel good? So you mentioned this something earlier a, about yeah. putting yourself together and putting yeah. your, your full makeup that's on. That's part and of it. I, that's for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. I it's this is a hard question because I think like one of the things that I've learned about myself through therapy um, <laughs> is that I'm a workaholic yes. and um, also anxiety riddled. Yes, and um, that, which you know, so I I work too much and too hard. So like all that shit I was saying like five minutes ago mm-hmm. about work hours. I it, I'm trying to practice what I preach because I have such a hard time like not constantly working and um and so I think one just like primary thing for me with self-care has been to just like be like you know this is so fucking basic but it's literally like you have a baby now spend time with your baby without feeling guilty about missing out on work yep yeah and so that's like and 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 literally I've been writing down I still have an old school here it is date book where I write down all of the things I have to do that's lovely um, because I, there's something uh therapeutic about writing it um and I'll, yeah looking at it and getting it out of your brain as opposed to being like oh my god I'm like, and all also like I just don't want other reasons to go into my phone right like I don't Ugh. want the phone to be the thing yes. so like you know phones are like fuck the, the largest monster in the history in the creation like a man's worst creation oh my god it's <laughs> insane <laughs> smartphones are man's worst creation like and that and like nuclear weaponry yeah okay. right <laughs> um but uh but yeah i think i when that's part of my self-care like i've been trying to literally put my phone on the and you know in another room you know Good for you put my phone on airplane mode like I'll put my phone on airplane mode at like 8 p.m. or something you know like I'll just so that I'm just like I'm not doing this you know um and uh you know and I know there's like a thing of like oh but what if something happens and people want to get in touch with you like I wouldn't do that obviously if like my baby wasn't with me Um, of course and it's like right right like there's situations right like I know like I or like I maybe one of us if it's like me and my dude like he'll have his phone not on airplane mode in case something my parents want to call whatever right right like we work it out but the point is Put your phone on airplane mode. Um, right. I, like, I think that's really important. Allow yourself to unplug. Yeah, and just like not, and the, the, you know, studies have shown that literally physically seeing the phone in the room, Raises in the space, your... increases your anxiety and your inability to focus. Mm-hmm. So like if you're trying to focus, even if it's focusing on leisure, right. like, which is like what I'm trying to do yeah. more, 
like your phone, the presence of your phone does not enable that. And so, um, I, you know, so doing that stuff, I think like I really, um, I'm really trying to, I think one of the things that makes me feel like myself Mm -hmm. is like hanging out with peeps. And so I will like just aggressively set up a lunch or something like with a friend in, you know, or a brunch or whatever. Like I just need to make sure those things still happen because I, if they don't, then I don't feel like myself. Right. Um, So I feel like I've done a decent job of like, having a baby but still being a social person uh even and like even if like I'm doing a gig it's like that I'll show up 20 minutes early just for the hang you know what I mean right yes and again this there's whenever you like once you're a parent even 20 minutes becomes this like precious commodity there's all these childcare issues you know what I mean the timing da 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 yeah but I'm just like I think I need the hang makes me feel the like pre-show hang makes me feel so much better yeah you know and so um I try and make that stuff happen like as much as I can to like feel like myself I think a lot of this is just like revisiting who I was and you know for me it's been a while because we did IVF and it was tough getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and my body was taken over by monstrous hormones for a full year before I got pregnant and like it was truly miserable and so I'm looking back to like who was I like two and a half years ago Mm -hmm. um you know, and how can I regain some of the joy that I lost in the process of IVF? And while the the concept of the baby gives you joy during the pre- pregnancy, mm-hmm. it doesn't, there's no physical joy in pregnancy. Your right? being pregnant fucking sucks. <laughs> it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, and so I think I'm just really, um, even like, uh, even, I've started like reflecting when I do a work thing, writing and reflecting on like what happened. Like let's say I have a pitch meeting or whatever. What happened in this meeting? Or like let's say I'm meeting, you know, with a production company and they're telling me like what they're looking for. And like what do I, what am I interested in that they're looking for? Like really, and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I worked with this career coach that I got as a part of the Ted Fellows program. Mm-hmm. And they, um, and it was so fascinating because he would make me write and reflect and I didn't get the point at first. Right. But then I started like realizing like after I would have a meeting, like, oh, this person said they're looking for this type of show and that excited me. Like I, I could write, I could realize that that excited uh, me. Yes. So figuring out like what you want and like being excited because I do want to get that energy Back of being excited about something I'm not there yet Amy yeah like, I'm not there yet but I and that's okay and that's okay it's gonna take time and you know it's exactly. okay exactly yeah but, but there are inklings and I feel like if you like if you like have a work day and can reflect on it for just five minutes mm-hmm. you it'll help you distill what it is that you're enjoying about work yeah and not enjoying so that you could say no to shit so you could be with your baby more right and then you can say yes to things that are gonna be a meaningful reason to not be with your baby yes so I feel like that's been 
unexpectedly uh, self-care-ish. That's amazing. Yeah. Finding the joy, like finding yourself again and like being able to, yeah, like go like, oh, I'm, I am doing well. I am doing well. I'm seeing these things and they're still like sparking these things in me because I, I completely relate to that where like, you know, like I used to get all of my juice from like people laughing at my jokes, you know? And now like my life is so different and I definitely get so much joy from my kids and my husband and my life. But that part of my life, that other part that was who I was, was being Mm -hmm. a comedian for 20 years. Um, uh, has really taken a back seat and that makes me very sad right. and so now I'm in like you know I'm in the process and yeah I'm on my second kid and so obviously like things are different uh, at this point but like I think that's really good is to like allow yourself that time and also finding ways to remind yourself of who you are right yeah and, and I think the word that this coach used that I thought was so brilliant was he was like you need to have an animalistic response to things because Hmm. you know I love that right yes (laughs) because that's gonna be the the more uh, like addressing the core truth right um and I think as mothers um and as people and as women we've been really conditioned to be like efficient and strategic yeah and everything is about efficiency and strategery and all that shit is strategery or word who knows but like <laughs> i think and and it's hard to remember like well when i was 20 i wasn't being fucking strategic and efficient right right, right. i was like I was doing comedy because i loved it or i was doing whatever it is but will you insert your own thing it could be accounting you know whatever it is that drives you (laughs) like you're doing it because you loved it and like what happened in the middle that's now being also completely exacerbated by having kids you know um don't lose that thing Mm -hmm. you can find it again um and it it just takes a little work to figure out what it is and what it looks like in your current state yes because it does look different it does look different and I think that uh, uh, for me, like I had issues where I was like, I need to I need to like jam in myself into being a mom. Yeah. And you still are you and you still um, you, you're you will find it. It's giving it's giving yourself permission to find yeah. it. Yeah. And allowing it. Uh, allowing it in, in all forms. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Beautiful. Nagin. How do you, is this all right? You're killing it. Did we do it? We did it, my love. Oh my God. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and see you and read your stuff? Like how how can people find you? Well, I'm, um, yes, you can, my my podcast is called Fake the Nation. Um, It's an earwolf podcast, so please find that. We have a bunch of comedians that you know and love on the show. Um... And it's a good it's a good way of taking in the news without taking in the news. Yes, um, <laughs> that's a good way of saying. Yeah, and uh, my, my you can buy my book. It's called How to Make White People Laugh. That came out last year. Um, 
And uh, you can see my movies. Uh, Third Street Blackout was my last film. Um, it's available on Amazon. Uh, the Muslims Are Coming was a film before that, also available on Amazon. And like, I think maybe even Hulu, I don't remember. Uh, I, maybe that contract ran out. Whatever. It doesn't matter, guys. You can figure it out. And um, and um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nagin Farsad. At Nagin Farsad. Um, which is a name you can both pronounce and spell. And um, and also, is there something I'm like particularly plugging right now? Like, you know, I perform everywhere. So like, you know, go on my website and, uh, you know, with any luck, it's been updated. And, <laughs> and there are gigs um, listed on there. Oh, and I'm, I'm a columnist for The Progressive. So you can read my my jazz um, there. Uh, my column is called Hemming and Hawing. Um, you know, and I write for other things here and there. So like, uh, you know, <laughs> set up a Google alert. Kidding. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. That would be crazy. Um, but yeah, and follow me on Twitter and all that stuff. It's Nagin Farsad. Yes. Um, do that. And I mean, follow her. You're so fucking inspirational with all the shit you're doing. I'm so. Oh my God. Get out of town. And I love seeing you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. You are a love. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Please uh, tell your friends, like it, spread the word. Uh, Definitely follow um, uh, Nagin's podcast. Subscribe to that. And uh, yeah, guys, we did it. We did it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Good, Good day. Mom. How can I fuck up the words? It's the name of my podcast. Campfire.